This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that gives a quick look at something that happened a long time ago, today. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about an unusual military project from just before the American Civil War, a plan to import camels and put them to work in the U.S. Army. The day was March 3, 1855. The U.S. Army received funding for what later became known as the Camel Corps, a program that tested the utility of camels in the country's southwestern territories. Other militaries have a long history of using camels to carry supplies and conduct operations, but in the mid-19th century, the animals were largely unknown in the United States. The first person to suggest importing camels for military use was Colonel George H. Crosman. In the 1830s, he proposed using camels as pack animals for troops fighting against the Seminole tribe in Florida. The idea was briefly considered by army officials, but ultimately didn't happen. The military got along just fine without camels for the next decade or so. But after the Mexican-American War in the mid-1840s, importing camels became a practical necessity. The U.S. had acquired a large amount of new territory following its victory, including vast expanses of unexplored desert in the southwest. The terrain in those arid regions was much different from what they were used to on the east coast. There also weren't many roads in the southwest, and there were much fewer places to feed and water pack animals, like horses, mules, and oxen. In order to establish forts and continue the nation's westward expansion, the army needed a reliable way to navigate the harsher landscape. The camel was an obvious solution. They were renowned for their endurance, and they had recently been used to good effect by both the French and Russian armies during the Crimean War. In the 1850s, the biggest advocate for importing camels was none other than Jefferson Davis, the future president of the short-lived Confederate States of America. At the time, though, he was working for the Pierce administration as the cabinet secretary of war, and it was in this role that he was able to advance the idea of using camels in the U.S. military. In December of 1853, the New York Times published a lengthy report written by Davis about several military projects that he would like Congress to fund, including the study of camels. In the passage on camels, Davis describes two different types, the one-humped dromedary, or Arabian camel, and the two-humped Bactrian, or Central Asian camel. After outlining other countries' success with the animals, Davis made the case for importing them to the U.S., saying, quote, The camel, it is believed, would remove an obstacle which now serves greatly to diminish the value and efficiency of our troops on the western frontier. For these considerations, it is respectfully submitted that the necessary provision be made for the introduction of a sufficient number of both varieties of this animal to test its value and adaptation to our country and our service. It took over a year for Davis's request to be granted, but on March 3, 1855, it finally happened. 
Congress passed a military appropriations bill that included $30,000 for the purchase and testing of camels in the American Southwest. With funding secured, the military made the Camel Corps a top priority. A U.S. Navy ship was sent to collect and bring back camels from countries throughout the Middle East. The mission was stalled by several setbacks, including a stretch of bad weather during the return trip across the Atlantic Ocean. But in early May of 1856, the ship finally arrived in Texas, carrying 31 camels and two calves, as well as a five-man team of Arab and Turkish herdsmen who had been hired to care for the camels. That summer, the camels were marched from the port of Indianola all the way to Camp Verde, an army outpost roughly 60 miles southwest of San Antonio. There, the camels were assigned basic tasks, like hauling supplies to and from the fort. It didn't take long for the soldiers to recognize the benefits of using camels over mules or horses. For one thing, camels could carry a lot more weight than pack mules. They could also handle steep and muddy mountain trails much better than wagons, which tended to tip over or get stuck much too easily. Camels also didn't need to be shooed, like horses and mules, which saved the army both time and materials. The only real downside was that the camels smelled much worse than the other pack animals, which not only bothered the soldiers, but their horses too. On the other hand, the camels were tough as nails, and they made the daily workload much more manageable. So as long as you weren't standing downwind, the smell was a small price to pay. A second voyage added another 44 camels to the Camp Verde herd, bringing the total to just over 70. In time, they would be joined by a second herd, stationed in California, and made up of many young camels born in the U.S. Overall, the Camel Corps experiments were considered a success, with the animals being routinely used on expeditions in both Texas and California. However, by the late 1850s, the nation was inching closer and closer to civil war. Suddenly, experimenting with camels in the desert didn't seem like the best use of the military's time and resources. After all, if war did break out, it would largely be fought in the eastern part of the country, where roads, rivers, and railroads were plentiful and camels wouldn't be of much use. The Civil War officially began in April of 1861, and it would drag on for the next four years. The Camel Corps, however, only lasted half that time. It was officially disbanded in 1863. As for the camels themselves, the army eventually sold both of its herds, splitting them up between various carnivals, circuses, and mining operations as well as a few private owners who just thought camels were neat. The idea of a military program dedicated to the use of camels might sound absurd on paper, but in practice, it did offer legitimate advantages, as the camels proved during the experiment. If it wasn't for the Civil War interrupting the program, it's likely that camels would have kept their place in the U.S. Army for decades to come, or maybe even longer. After all, it wasn't the camel's fault that the program fell apart. The blame for that, as per usual, falls squarely on human shoulders. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram 
at TDIHCshow. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.